start off with two words. Made in America. You stupid. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Shut up, bitch! We need to build a wall. Ayo. Ayo. It's, uh, it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, even though it is the second work day of the work week. What the? But I'm back. It's the 21st. New episode. Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. Another day, another episode, middle of the week. The 21st of February and I'm back man with another episode another edition of the Crash Out Coliseum so I decided last night's episode was so good I was actually able to share it at 11 last night, like right before I decided to lay down and go to sleep. So we went through the cheating story, uh, Reddit cheating stories. And I want to go through that again, but tonight. So we're going to go through that tonight. Let me show y'all. Let me uh, let me tell y'all what I got going down this morning, right? Let me tell y'all what I got going down this morning um, on this episode. Damn, I don't know which one do I want to tackle. Do I want to go through the cheating stories? No, I don't, because that's 30 minutes. So, all right. So tonight we're going to go through a little bit of a mix of <laughs> Reddit cheating stories. And then we're going through Sky News Australia with Rita Penahy talking about the corruption of Joe Biden. We're going to go through that later on tonight. That's 30 minutes and 33 seconds worth of content to go through. I hope I can go through it all. I'm going to try. I don't know how busy today is going to be at the job, so we'll have to see. What I do know is I will be recording tonight regardless. Even if I only have time to go over the cheating story, the cheating story itself is like 18, 19 minutes long. But on this particular episode, we got 32 minutes of content. We're going to take our time going through it. It's actually 1041 a.m. So I'm doing this a lot earlier. Typically, I would do this at 1130. And then by the time I would be done, I would just go to work. Uh, this time I'm starting early. So when I'm done, I have just enough time to charge this phone and get myself situated for another day of wage Slavery. All right. Uh, on this episode, we got video from Fox News, a clip which has none other than Tommy Sotomayor, very surprising person to see on Fox, although not too surprising. 
Um, the video of that is called Are Black Voters Really Ditching Biden? Okay. Um, second video, Joe Biden just nuked woke left live and leaves them shock in viral clip. Um, then we have Joy Behar's election night meltdown on The View. Um, going back to 2016 with that one. Six minutes and 30 seconds with that joint. And then finally, we got Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. He back. He back. <clears throat> going over a video called Your Girl is Amazing in Bed. Adam 22 violates Sean Evans. We'll get into more of that at the end of this episode. Not sure how I'm going to do this, but I do know this is 32 minutes, nine seconds. We might have to do this in segments, but I might not. So we're going to go through the Fox clip first. Then we're going to go through Joy Behar's uh, limousine liberal meltdown. Then Joe Rogan and then ending things off with the 22 ster via night talk. All right. Let's get this shit cracking. Let's start this shit off with some Fox News. All right. Some shenanigans, some conservative fuckery. Let's get it. Tommy Sotomayor is a radio show host. Tommy, uh, you are my envoy to black America. Johnny's my correspondent. You're my envoy. Will the chicken summit be effective? No, because let me tell you something, Jesse. He forgot to bring watermelon and grape drink. Now, if he had brought watermelon and grape drink, that would have completed the trifecta. But he felt like we only like chicken and we need these things in conjunction with each other. And I'm just sad that he decided to carry it a little farther and say, let me get a hamburger so I can let you know I'm different than you. I don't know if you heard that part. He decided to have a hamburger. He didn't want none of that Negro food. He did not want the chicken, that's for sure. He always said Johnny out. I'm sure you've seen all the shows. You never miss an episode of prime time when i used to go out in the street during the obama years i had such a hard time finding a black american who didn't like obama obama could do anything and they love and you know why come on jesse waters you should know better you know about identity politics like anybody else all right and at a time where Black Americans truly felt that they would never see a black president while alive. For them to see that gave them the just the undying dedication of supporting Barack Obama through absolutely nothing. He did nothing for black people. I don't know how many times I got to tell these Negroes that, but it is what it is. Johnny goes out now. We have a hard time finding black Americans who like Biden. Is that going to translate into anything? I think it really is. Let me tell you something. Not only do I watch you every night, but my mom watches. Uh, she watches and she says she hate watches you. She watches you, <laughs> but you make points, but she said you're crazy. So and I believe that that's what's happening. A lot of <laughs> both, of our, both of our moms hate watch me. Well, I know. So I think what's happening is really a movement is coming about. I've been on the whole, hey, as black people, we should hold our vote for who is actually for us for a long time. And I got called all kinds of words that I won't say on your family, family. I never understood that part. <coughs> and hear me out. Like, I'm, I'm black, right? I'm an American black, right? <coughs> I'm more concerned what's going to help me. But in a way, if I know it helps me, then it may help people that look like me. 
I don't care if it helps my quote unquote people. I'm not with that shit. Because technically, the majority or a good number of my people want to remain on Section 8. They want free money. They don't want opportunities to better themselves. So I don't I don't align myself with that. So the whole thing about, you know, holding your vote for somebody who's who has your best interests in mind, it's kind of petty. Because technically speaking, unless of a unless a person is running is black and hopefully black folks don't fall for that, don't fall for that again. You know, you vote in a black man because he's black, but you're not paying attention to a man's policies and what the man truly believes. So we fuck ourselves over. That's what's really that's what really happened. Um, You know, this movement of blacks becoming conservative. Tommy Sotomayor probably been talking about this way longer than I've been talking about it. But I've been talking about this shit for a good eight years now, probably over eight years. And this is actually before uh, Donald Trump got into office. I've already talked about um, conservatism, right? I've already talked about conservatism throughout 2014, 2015, and already came to the conclusion that, oh, shit, I got conservative views, right? I've already talked about this years ago before I even started at the time, the Red Pill Party podcast, in which the Red Pill Party was supposed to be a reference to politics because red, red state, red pill, red pill party, political party, you guys get it. But it became more of a manosphere thing. Now that I'm getting back into where I was originally doing the podcast for, I can honestly say, like, yeah, blacks have always, black men especially, have always, for the most part, been conservative throughout the years. It's not a fucking secret. It's not a surprise. Nobody should be shocked about it. But politically, out of social, out of the social norm of conversation and what person believes in, black people have always been politically drawn to the left or by default to the left. Very few people like me have asked the question, why? What has drawn black people to the Democratic Party the way that it's had, especially with the reality of things not really being done on the receiving end, things, you know, people are not really holding on to the promises that they make on the left. And then you got people on the right who understandably said, fuck it. I mean, we can't do nothing. Every time we reach out to these people, we're called racist. We're called rednecks, right? We're called lunatics. And so the Republicans sort of just took a step back and go, all right. I think the Republican, the Republican Party is more, and and I'm saying outside of politics, more so conservative. Conservatism is more in the terms of common sense, and kind of being more pragmatic and having a more, I guess, logical approach to things. And I think the liberals are more based on emotion. They're based on just thoughts. They're based on rage. They're based on anger. They're based on hate. And these are supposed to be the tolerant left. Now you got people on the right who are more God-fearing, who understands you know, uh, the rule of law rather than the law or or better yet, the, the law of the land rather than the land of the law. And let me explain it real quick. So 
the law of the land is essentially what America is essentially built on. When you look at migration, for an example, right? People don't want these Hispanics and brown people to leave the country because they're Hispanic. That has nothing to do with it. In fact, you have a large and I wish to all you Latinos out there and Latinas, I wish that you people were more vocal about what's going on in the country so that people like me and people like Trump can be put out of the racism category because, you know, and we're. A lot of people, a lot of their family, a lot of the Mexicans or a lot of people from South America came to America to escape the socialist hellholes that they were living in. Now, they don't want to admit this, but that's fine. I'll admit it for them. They don't want to see this country get turned into Venezuela. They don't want to see this country turned into just a socialist regime. They don't want to see it. But a lot of them people aren't vocal. So when you have the law of the land, you have pretty much you you pretty much have the rules and regulations, right? Every everybody, most of the people in the country respects the rules and the regulations. We follow the rules. Some of us break the law sometimes. Some of us break the law more than we should. That's just what it is. Okay, bet. When you have the law of the land, you have what's going on today. You have these people coming into the country, people on the left ignoring it and even looking for ways to benefit these people. Why homeless Americans, homeless veterans, homeless blacks, homeless whites, homeless Hispanics who were born in America suffer. There is no there's no excuses for that. So now you have the law, you have the land of the law. Where these people come in, they create the rules, they move the goalposts. And if you don't follow them, you got to be a racist. You notice that they don't attack black people. And I trust me, there's black people who are just as vocal about the migration situation on the right than white people, probably more so. But because media doesn't want you to see that black people are not too fond of migrants coming into the country, they can't they can't look at black people and say, well, you're a racist, right? That's for white conservatives or anybody who's white who disagrees with the new land of the law instead of the law of the land. The people come in and we got to realize and we got to remind ourselves in this country, this country was pretty much founded. A lot of the great things that that came into this country, a lot of the great people that came into this country were migrants. They were Europeans. They were Italians. They were Irish. They were Dutch. Okay. They were Chinese. They were Japanese. Okay. They were Mexicans. They were other Hispanics throughout the world that came into America and contributed, brought some level of contribution to the country. We must not forget that. But at the same time, we must look at where we're at today. Most of our ancestors got here, settled here. Some of us, wink, wink, already had ancestors here. They didn't go anywhere because they found the country. Let's just keep it a buck. Black people in this country are easily fooled and manipulated to believe that they're African-American. How could you take an entire continent and connect it to one country that you're born in? It's illogical. It doesn't make any fucking sense. 
It's stupid, especially when black people don't have the actual evidence that their family, their ancestors came from Africa. Very simple. You could very well just be one of the only black people in your generation of family because the people before you were either Native American, Irish, Italian. You'll be surprised. But going back to this video and shout out to Tommy Sotomayor, you know, Tommy Sotomayor was always a person that was sort of positioned to be better than what he ended up becoming. And what I mean is um, when I heard when I heard academics like two days ago. Right. And he was pointing out Charlemagne the God and he was pointing out Meek Mill. I said to myself, this nigga knows what he's talking about. He's not just a hip hop music guy. He knows what's going on outside of the music industry. And I say to myself, well, that's a bright future for him. When academics reaches a point where it's like, okay, the hip hop is cool and all, but I want to do something more um, interactive. You know, I want to do something more educational. I want to put niggas on game about this political shit. I think academics has that lane. Tommy Sotomayor has, he's always had that lane. He's always been controversial, but he's always been logical. There's a thing there is when you're when you're logical to some extent, especially today, when you're logical, hey, there's male and female. You are controversial today. If you simply believe in just male and female, you are controversial. It doesn't take much today. Common sense ain't so common. Right. So when you start making valid points around people who are zombies And it's mostly black Democrats. I hate to say it because you go along with anything that a white man tells you with a D next to his name. You worship these white men with a D next to their name. That's what bothers me. But you claim white people are racist. You claim white people are oppressors. You claim that white people are colonizers. But you support the same people that got you in those chains. You support the same people that keep you in poverty. You support the same people that keep you in turmoil in your communities, in Baltimore, in Chicago, in Philadelphia, in California, Los Angeles. All right. That's the truth. But they want to make sure you Negroes are dumb. They want to make sure you're dumbed down so you don't understand what the fuck Trump be talking about. So now you have Trump derangement syndrome and anything that Trump says is trash, except Every time I hear this nigga talk, he's cooking. This nigga's spitting facts. All right. Friendly program, but I really do think a solid movement is going here. I live in Atlanta and I have heard from a lot of people who called into my radio program about how they really are changing. So there's a real momentum. There's more than just words. This is really happening. So should we put... How much stock in 50, Snoop, Killer Mike, guys like that? 50, 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, Snoop, Killer Mike. These are the latest turncoats for Trump. These are the latest Negroes. Trump, I mean, 50 is always fucked with Trump, so I'm not going to count 50. Shout out to 50. I fuck with 50. 50 always fucked with Trump. There are stories 
there's I already mentioned Tony Ayo story when they were talking about Trump showing up. I think it was a shade four or five at the time with a who kid who kid DJ who kid had. Um, I think it was a shade four or five. Um, I believe it was a shade four or five uh, station on uh, Sirius satellite radio. Trump just shows up. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> that's that's Trump. Trump showed this is before he was president, before he was even rumored to run for president. I think he had The Apprentice at that time. I think he was on WWE at that time. Right. He just shows up. Like, oh, shit. Oh, Trump. Yo, it's Uncle Trump. Them niggas, even them said it. Even they said it. It's Uncle Trump. Yeah. Come on, stop it. Cut it out. 50 been fucked with Trump. So I'm not going I'm not fucking with 50. I mean, I mean I'm not talking shit about 50. When I say I'm not fucking with him. Killer Mike is one of those I guess he's polarizing at this point. Even in the terms of hip hop, right? Now I knew about Killer Mike in the Outcast days. I knew about Killer Mike uh I be on that all night and I be on that. Is that that the song? I think he was on that. I'll be on that Kryptonite, Big Boy from Outkast. That's when I heard of Killer Mike. I knew Killer Mike was talented. I knew Killer Mike was a thug. He, his name is Killer Mike, all right? Like, he's a thug, all right? Cool, bet. This is the problem that I have with these blacks becoming political. I'm Jersey Judah, right? I'm from Jersey. Um, the Judah comes from the tribe of Judah. It is some... It is some Hebrew Israelite shit, but I'm not a Hebrew Israelite. I just fuck with the tribe of Judah. And I know the tribe symbol is a lion, the lion of Judah. I'm a fan of lions, right? I could go and rap and still be Jersey Judah. I can go on television, do an interview with somebody without cursing, without being disrespectful as Jersey Judah. There's no killer in it. There's no dope dealing. There's no gang banging. There's nothing. Jersey Judah, right? If you go by the name Killer Mike, all right, <laughs> if you go by the name Killer Mike, all right, let's just let's just be honest. All right, I'm black. If you was a nigga and you go by the name Killer Mike, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how intellectual you are. And I've heard Killer Mike talk. He's very intellectual. I will give him that. He's very intellectual. But he's also a Bernie supporter. So it's like, all right, nigga. You know what I mean? This nigga was hugging Bernie's nuts. Had Bernie traveling with him and all that type of shit. I'm like, God damn, what are they doing? Then the niggas is like celebrating socialism, which is always a fucking, it's always disturbing to me. Y'all niggas want what? Socialism? Stop it. Black folks. But Killer Mike, he went on Bill Maher, because you know Bill Maher is the, the head honcho of Trump derangement syndrome. He's the mascot, all right, of TDS. He's the fucking mascot. And he has pom-poms like a cheerleader because he's a bitch, right? He's a hoe. Another liberal lunatic, a limousine liberal who believes that he knows what's best for Americans. That's why I don't like these white liberals on television. It's got nothing to do with race, but I have to be specific. These black liberals are worse. All right. How about that? The black liberals are the worst, but white liberals, the white people that call Trump Hitler, that disturbs the shit out of me. Like, yo, how could you call a fellow American Hitler? They should kick, you should get kicked out of the country for that. You violated. 
You got to go. All you niggas that said that, y'all got to get out of here. Y'all niggas got to go. Charlemagne and God's first. Oh, you think Trump? You think Trump's a, a dictator? Okay. Well, if he wins, pack your shit up and get out of here. All right. Um, what's that bitch name? Joy Reid. All these stink bitches, they can get the fuck out too. All these celebrities and shit, like all these celebrities, they sitting back. Oh man, if if Trump gets back in the office, we're leaving the country. Like yo, if Trump gets elected, we're leaving the country. Bye. Goodbye. See you later, right? Chelsea Handler. Um, what's the bitch's name? You had Chelsea Handler. You had all these dumb celebrity whores saying, "Oh, Trump wins. We got to get out of the country." Bitch, get out. Get out. Why wait until the inevitable happens? This nigga goes back on a podium. Biden's done. I can't wait for this nigga to leave. Y'all don't understand. I'm partying when this nigga's gone. We're going to have a toxic masculinity party. How about that? Trump gets in. It's a toxic masculinity party. We're saying all a bunch of foul shit about bitches. We're, we're doing it all. If Trump gets, if Trump gets back in office, <laughs> Uncle T needs to get back in the building. All right. <laughs> Give this man the coordinates. He has to get back now. Bitch, like, fuck out of here. Right? We're gonna have a toxic masculinity party. Yo, my nigga. <laughs> We're gonna have a toxic masculinity party. And it's gonna be just Andrew Tate talking shit about liberals. Alex Jones talking shit about liberals. Pretty much all the favorite people that I like to hear talk shit about liberals, talk shit about liberals. Even Andrew Tate. I'm not a fan of Andrew Tate personally, but when he when he cooks up and talks shit about these crybaby liberals, of course I'm gonna listen to it. What the? All right. I'm going to have Jesse Lee Peterson, JLP. What the? You know what I mean? I'm going to have JLP there. Everybody's invited. Well, only the toxic people are invited to the toxic masculinity party for Donald Trump 2024. I am so serious. Like, look, you dirty, despicable, disgusting bitches. You bitches ain't shit. You won't be shit with Biden without Biden. You're just there. You're NPCs. You bitches are pathetic. 2016, you bitches were all about Hillary. Why? Because she's a woman. The same thing with black people, but at least black people were successful. What the? You women? False. 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 Failed. Miserably. In fact, if you look at the stats in 2016, most of the white American women voted for Trump. This is a fact. Y'all do know this, right? Toxic masculinity, Trump, at it again, all right? And I hope when he comes back, this nigga is 10 times as toxic. I want him to curse people the fuck out. That's what I want him to do. That's why I'm voting for him. Now y'all know, I'm, I'm with the fuckery. I'm voting for Trump because I want this nigga to do what the fuck he was doing four fucking years ago, cussing these niggas the fuck out and getting shit done for the country. And fuck how these motherfuckers feel. If they don't like it, they can get the fuck out of the country, my nigga. I'm with Trump with that. You don't like it. This, uh, what's that bitch's name? The black Muslim bitch? She all anti-American. Get this hoe up out of here. Bring her back to Somalia. Give a fuck about that bitch. That ain't my people. What the? Oh, you talking about your peoples like that. 
you talking about the mother goddess. Nigga, take your pro-black ass back to Africa too, nigga. Fuck it. Y'all all can go. Get out. You don't put any much stock in them, but I'll tell you what you should put stock in. Most black men, as Killer Mike said, they have fears, but he didn't tell you what the exact fear was. The fear is in the black community that black men don't want to upset black women. If you remember in the last election cycle, <laughs> black men were coming out. Seriously, they were coming out. Jesse's laughing, but there is a lot of truth in what he's saying. Let's keep listening and saying they were going to vote for Trump. And then there were articles upon articles in major magazines, uh, Huff, Huff Post, talking about how black men have let the black community down. So they were afraid of having that put on them. So now I think... And there, and there you have the shaming language on a political level. When I talked about shaming language before, this is kind of like the language that women use to belittle you. If you're not interested in a woman, you must be gay. Or, you know, whatever language, whatever terminologies women can come up with to insult a man. They're going to start using politics on a political level. They're going to use CNN. They're going to use um, MSNBC. They're going to use these mainstream media networks to tell black people because of your actions, because you became more conservative, because these blacks, black men are becoming Trump supporters and more conservative, you are leaving these liberal black women behind. You are leaving the community. And then I asked the question, weren't we already exiled from the community in the 60s with the Child Support, the Welfare Act, Section 8? I mean, <laughs> these dumb motherfuckers, they really think niggas is dumb. They think I'm dumb. I don't know about these other niggas. They might actually be dumb. They, they think I'm dumb. False. Okay. Bitches, these black women were going to leave, man. They've been divesting for the past 10 years, swirling for the past 15, okay? Hashtag swirling, hashtag mixed babies, right? Hashtag nice hair. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Stop it. I'll fucking roast these bitches. Get the fuck out of here. And it has nothing, it has actually little to do with politics, we all know like we all know that this really has little to do with politics, but that little political drive is what's going to keep these black men on the Democratic plantation. Of them because black women are starting to say, hey, I'm looking elsewhere. They're feeling more emboldened to say we're really going to go and cast that ballot for someone other than a Democrat. All right, we have so much in common. I don't want to upset black women either. <laughs> hey, I gotta go in the house when this Jesse is over. Hey, I know who I don't want to upset. Be on your best behavior, Tommy. Thank you so much. Say hi to your mom. Thank you, Jess. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Real gangster shit. You know, I think Tommy Sotomayor would be a good fit for Fox. I really do. I think Tommy Sotomayor would be a good fit for Fox. It's about time. He's of that age now. I mean, cause look, he's in his what? mid fifties, close to his probably late fifties, maybe the female conversations, it works. But then after it's like almost Kevin Samuels in the same way, right? Kevin Samuels had a mystique to where he just talked about modern women. Legit. That's all he talked about. Now, rest in peace. He that he gone. That nigga died. That nigga died like close to what? A month? Uh, four years ago. I don't fucking remember the nigga dead. I know that he gone. Um, but he made a career 
legitimately talking about modern women. And the difference between him was he actually talked directly to modern women. So it works for him. But as you get older, if you have other things like other people like me, I've noticed the political conversations that Tommy Sotomayor had more so than the hood rat, typical, you know, hair hatted hooligan type of foolishness. It's about time that black folks, especially black folks with common sense, uh, step up and actually, you know, talk about important shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? And people like Tommy Sotomayor, and I mentioned even academics to an extent, you know, the opposing end of that would also be your Charlemagne the Gods, who's pretty much a puppet for the Democratic Party. He's always been a liberal puppet. He's beginning to cut those strings that are attached to him, but that's going to come at a cost because you've talked so badly about Trump. You've talked so badly about Republicans and black Republicans and black conservatives that we don't give a fuck about you. So you can just go, you, you're better off staying, you know, with your Democratic puppet masters. Right? Because the people who are about common sense over here, we're not really fucking with your shenanigans. We're cool with the whole menstrual show. We'll watch the menstrual show um, on The Breakfast Club. We ain't watching the menstrual show on CNN, respectfully. All right? I'm just saying. Anyway, plus I don't know these niggas, so I don't give a fuck. Anyway... Uh, Joy Behar, you know, her election night meltdown, uh, this old cackling bitch from The View, she's she has red hair, so you know she's soulless, she don't have soul, kind of joking, kind of not, didn't she do a movie about witchcraft or some shit, didn't this bitch play a witch, and now that I think about it, didn't Joy Behar play a witch in a movie, alright, anyway, uh, let's go over this, man, we're gonna do this in segments, Cause you know I'm talking, I'm yapping, but but we cooking, we cooking though, we cooking on this episode. Joy Behar, uh, the limousine liberal. Shout out to Jimmy Dore, cause I got that term from him. The limousine liberal herself, Joy Behar. The meltdown, another election meltdown. This goes into the collection. We talked about the Young Turks for like an hour and thirty minutes. These niggas had a straight up. They went postal. They had a legit meltdown. They had a legit melty over Trump being elected. Let's see how Joy Behar reacts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The View live election special. After 18 brutal, brutal months, we're finally here tonight. And we'll find out if the first female major party candidate in American history will break that glass ceiling. That bitch Hillary never had a chance. There, I said it. That bitch never had a chance. She was dead. She was dead on arrival. Like Hillary Clinton, a lot of people just, if you look back now, you you know that it was about to be the biggest upset. You talk about the biggest upset in American history, right? A so-called white supremacist beats a so-called angelic liberal, this, this angelic globalist that we know is Hillary Clinton. If you look back, it's like, yo, what what did these liberals think was going to happen? 
Like, yo, there's people that were liberals that hated Hillary Clinton that said, I'm voting for Trump. There were people. I remember those people then. I'm like, yo, these niggas is shot out. I'm like, yo, these people don't like Hillary like that. And then once I learned about her, I'm like, oh, I see. And this wicked ass witch bitch, uh, Joy Behar supporting her. That's not a good sign either. What the? Trump's moving from Fifth Avenue to Pennsylvania Avenue. Gangsta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's it looking right now? That's what happened, by the way. <laughs> he went to the White House. Your favorite lady, whatever the fuck she is, she's a fucking reptilian, nigga. I'm on some Alex Jones, David Icke shit. This bitch is a reptilian, all right? Fuck this. She's a gray, all right? <laughs> She's a gray. She's an alien. Fuck out of here. She didn't win. Y'all know this, right? This is like, of course, foreshadowing. This this is what makes these videos funny. Like, they were so confident in Trump not getting elected. This is great. Right now, we can start with the Electoral College tally, which is, that is the name of the game. The magic number is 270 to win the White House. Right now, that tally, if we can put it up on the board, yeah. uh, shows Trump leading 129 <laughs> to 97. No, yeah, 120, 129. <laughs> Yo, 129 to 97. There is no next time. Hillary's done. All right. Hillary's done. Down for the count. 129 to 97, they said. Yeah. Yeah. This nigga Trump was already moving his shit. Like, yeah, we got this. Yeah, grab, yeah, grab, grab the suitcase right there. They were already going to the White House. This nigga was already leaving. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. Niggas know he was niggas knew he was gonna win. What type of shit is this? What the it's early yet. It's way I early. Don't depress the audience exactly. so early in the evening. <laughs> exactly. Not everyone's depressed, Joy. Well, no, in this world, sure there, there are some Trump supporters. Yeah, I heard there a few applauding for Trump. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you put it, but it You know what's weird about this stage of the view? This was like sort of the we're not biased version of the view. When Trump gets elected, these bitches turned into radical leftoids. They're like android leftists. They they got the battery put in on the back of their fucking neck when this nigga got in the, when he got in the office, right? Back then, 20 foot 16 now, right? <coughs> At this time, 2016. Oh, we got some Trump supporters here. That's fine. Yeah. Wait till this nigga gets elected, all right? You look at <laughs> there's a tremendous amount of well other data that's coming in too. We also have the popular vote, which also Trump is leading fifty to forty six at this point. Fifty to forty six. The, the, the populate. Come on, these people embarrass. Yo, Young Turks embarrass themselves. The View embarrass themselves. I kind of just want to look up all the liberals and how they reacted to Trump winning. That's what I want to do. Because I know this shit is going to be a good time. Country, we knew it was going to be red. Knew that. Oh, but I heard the 
they booed Trump at the uh, at the when he was voting in New York. New York yeah, is not like that. New York East Side, they did yeah. boo him. You know, it's interesting because we know the grenade we're falling on here. Well, New Yorkers well, stand for embracing diversity. You can tell, like, the liberalism in this audience is repulsive. Oh, diversity. It's like it's like key words that make people clap. Diversity, inclusion, pronouns. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here, man. The head bartender at New York City hotspot, Harding's New York City. Derek Turner will be uh, pouring drinks perfect for election night all night long. Aren't you excited, you guys? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, what this reminds me of the woman. I forgot her name uh, from the Young Turks. I mean, she's fuckable. She's nice. She looks foldable, but she's a liberal. So whatever. Um, that woman was talking about when Trump won, like, oh, I'm going directly to the bar. I'm getting drunk. Imagine how many alcoholics the night of the election. They realized that Hitler reincarnated was going to be the president of the United States. Imagine the alcoholism. Imagine the, imagine the stumbling, bumbling fools. Sounding like Joe Biden. Probably stuttering like Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Probably tripping, falling like Joe Biden. Can't ride a bicycle like Joe Biden. What the? I, I need a drink at this point because <laughs> things are not moving oh. exactly how I... Oh, it's closer than you thought. Gotta relax. It's a little close. Yeah, we're getting a little, little nervous here. Right now, the Electoral College map shows 129 electoral votes for Trump, uh -huh. 104 for Clinton. Yeah. This is still a nail biter in the very delegate rich states. Okay. All right. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. Relax. It's, it's, it's all going to be okay. Uh, to come in. This bitch. Yo, this is like, oh my God. This is gold. I'm glad I'm going through this. Y'all don't understand how much I despise liberals, right? Like, look, let me just let me just tell y'all, I'm not the most political person in the world, right? <clears throat> There's a lot of people that I associate with who happen to be more so on the left. Um, but those people aren't trying to corrupt me or brainwash me to believe what they believe. Just like I'm not trying to brainwash them and corrupt them to believe what I believe. What you believe is what you believe. What I believe is what I believe. Cool. These limousine, <coughs> these limousine lowrider liberals, right? Uh, <laughs> these limous, I, I had to remix it. These limousine slash lowrider liberals are like, it's like a Ponzi scheme. They're all a part, they're all in on it because they already know, like, they're the fault leaders. They lead, it's like women are so hive-minded that shows like The View and whatever, uh, Desperate Housewives, Bad Girls Club, all these fucking broads fighting. It's a, it's a trend. It's like they have no, they have no willpower to not watch the fuckery. Like, they gotta watch it. So they'll use these bitches and say, oh, well, Whoopi Goldberg said this. So everybody got to believe it. Oprah says this. So everybody has to believe it. I don't give a fuck. Like, yo, like this is how I looked at it. It's how I always looked at it from 2017 to 2018. When I said to myself, this nigga Trump spitting facts. That was it. Any person like like 
not to be too biased, because like the person who who I may be a fan of entertainment wise who don't like Trump, that's his opinion, whatever. But at the same time, you're a you're a limousine liberal. You're a low rider liberal. You you have all the fortune and all the money. So regardless of what happens, you'll still be OK. It's us, the American people that suffered from these Democrats throughout the decades, throughout the years, especially as black people. Fast forward to now, 2024. The audience of The View probably is like split. I'm not even going to lie. Like that's how effective the past four years has been. It's been a reality check. It's been a wake up call for a lot of these liberals. A lot of these people on the left, they're starting to really see the writing on the wall. Ironically enough, you have Joe Biden, who considers Trump to be a dictator, while Biden and his Department of Justice that's in his pocket have been trying to lock up Trump for the past four fucking years. Who's the dictator? You people in Colorado, Colorado, you people in Maine, you want to take name. You want to take Trump's name off the ballot. So who's the dictator? You're taking away the right for a person to have to vote for who the fuck he wants to vote for, he or she, because there are some base women out there, very few, but there are based women out there. You're taking away the option for an American citizen to vote freely for who he wants to vote for because of y'all little, you know, y'all got a little a war going on. Y'all trying to get rid of this guy because the nigga Trump's a problem. That's why I fuck with him. If these people think about it, if the mainstream media wasn't so think about it like this, right? If the mainstream media wasn't so focused on getting this man out of here, most people would have forgotten about Trump. You know why I say this? Because you had people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at that time that was getting just as much momentum. But because of his opinions, I don't even want to call them opinions at this point. His alleged facts on the vaccination and COVID-19 the liberals had more of a hunting party for him. So that got Trump a little bit of wiggle room to still move around and talk his shit like he usually do. But when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. stepped down, he didn't step down, but when he stepped away and ran and left the Democratic Party, they went right back to Trump. Do your homework, man. This shit is factual. And when they went back to Trump... Because at this time, now it's like, all right, after the second indictment, people started to go, wait a minute. Even the liberals, right? Dead ass. I've heard people say, they're like, wait, they're going after Trump still? I'm like, yeah, he's going to. One guy said it straight up. He said it loud. He's like, yeah, Trump's definitely winning now. Second indictment? Oh, yeah, Trump's going to win. I didn't even ask him why. I didn't say anything. I just said, I just shook my head. Well, I didn't shake my head. I actually uh, nodded my head like. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. All of the failures, the political failures, all of the rejects, um, people like, you know, Bernie Sanders, he's a he's a boner. You know, he's pretty much five years away from permanent retirement. If you catch my drift, as well as Joe Biden, for, for all we know, hopefully. Uh, I, I don't want to say that to sound bad, but, you know, fuck these people, um, you know, freedom of speech and all that. Um, but all of the political failures, they all joined together 
Let me explain. Mitt Romney, Hillary Clinton, um, who else? Chris Christie. He was never, never, never had a chance in life. Look at him. He's a fucking beach well. The man's fat trying to run the country. Run on the goddamn treadmill. Get the fuck out of here. And and he's an embarrassment to New Jersey. They could have found more based, more intelligent people to run for country from Jersey than Chris Christie, for Christ's sakes. Get the fuck out of here. This is why Jersey is such a hellhole. This is why I want to get out of here. I don't like Jersey. I don't like the people in Jersey. I don't like the culture of Jersey. I don't like blue states. This shit is too blue. This shit is navy blue. I got to get out of here. What the? Be this close? Well, it's just the whole thing I've is I've been telling you that it's going to be close. But this is how it goes every election. It goes yeah. up and down. Oh, and yeah? Some states come in and then they don't. You can't ride I know, that. I know. you got to stay even. You right. know what? Paul is in Florida. Deborah's in the Pennsylvania. Coat? I'm going to be at the Betty Ford Center after this. <laughs> the Cope. Oh, my God. The Cope is unreal. Man, this is sick. Basura. When we come back, we're going we're going live to Amy Roback at uh, Trump campaign headquarters. Yep. Yeah, watch them have some fun over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this unbelievable? Yeah, how much? Uh, how unfun is this now, huh? It would have been so much more fun a week ago, but now I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> and the nightmare is real. I'm a nightmare wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in an enema. <laughs> and then, of course, joy. My dear joy. Yeah, what will, what will My happen? My dear joy, I've built a special cabinet for you. <laughs> and I'm going to lock you in it for four years. <laughs> Listen, Donald, I have to stop you for one second because Juju has a bulletin. I love her, Candy. Well, it turns out, Donald, that ABC News is now projecting Ohio to go to you. So we just thought we'd put that in. Now, again, our projections showed that going in. Swag in Ohio. Hey. Welcome back to the new live election night special. This election season has been stressful, to say the least, so thank heaven for the people who helped us laugh through it. Some of them have even been comedians. <laughs> By the way, he just, Hillary just won Virginia, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, of course, you know, Virginia, West Virginia's Klan land. I don't know if people know this or not. Now, look, I'm not a racist person, but if there's one thing I don't like, it's racist people, right? I don't like racist black people. I don't like racist white people. I don't like racist people. I like making fun of racist people. I think racism is funny. I laugh at racism. Ain't nothing funnier than a nigga getting called a porch monkey. Like, that shit's hilarious. Like, any, like yo, that term, porch monkey, yo, that's, that's right. Porch monkey and moon cricket. Now, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. I never knew what the fuck a moon cricket was. But when I heard him say it, I knew what it meant. Niggas making noise at night. A moon cricket. I I cried. That shit is funny. All right. Racism. Funny. All right. Making fun of racist people. Funny. All right. Let's be honest. But Virginia, I got family in Virginia. They black. I got I got black family in Virginia. I got Irish family in Virginia. My family is a bunch of mutts. All right. 
I'm the darkest soul in the fucking family at this point. All right. Respectfully. Everybody else down south, they're they're mixed Native American. They're mixed with Irish. They mix black. Some of them have all three. Some of them only mixed with two. Some people are only black and Native American. Some people are only Native American and Irish. It's a weird combo. Right. The one thing I've learned about Virginia is that Virginia happens to be very racist. And I don't mean it in a I don't mean it in a. Uh, pick a nigga, hang a nigga type racism. There's a lot of uh, coverted racism, right? It's very covert. You understand? It's not overt. It's covert. But there's a lot of overted prejudice When you walk into a store and it, them niggas never seen, they haven't seen a black man since six o'clock in the morning watching Sanford and Son, they gonna look at you funny. Like, oh, you ain't from out here, boy. What the... Like, I'll smack the shit out of you if you call me a boy again. All right? We're not playing those Biden games. You know Biden called LL Cool J a boy? That boy, you said that boy got arms. <laughs> that nigga said that boy got some arms. He got big arms on him. That boy, I'll slap the shit out of that old nigga. All right? Whoop a white man's ass, man, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You ain't going to call me, boy. All right? You whipping, you whipping, you you fucking, you slave whipping white man. You're not going to call me, <laughs> you're not going to call me boy. All right? You piece of shit. But see, that's, back then, motherfuckers is different. West Virginia, Virginia has a lot of history when it comes to straight up ice cold racism all right do your homework do your research i'm black my blood pressure is higher than a willie nelson trailer <laughs> and there as florida goes pretty much because of the way the other states are drawing so goes the election so we have to be very careful and very cautious about the way we look at this particular map bye-bye bye-bye it's a nail biter ladies yeah At this point, this is when they realized how serious Trump was as a opponent, right? Because even if Hillary, this go, let's just go back 2016 and let's pretend that Hillary won. First of all, we wouldn't exist as a country. China would have took over. Russia would have took over. Iran would have took. Well, they would have just had an open open house. United States, y'all can all fly in, fuck up the country. They would have. They would have done it big with Hillary in, but. Even if Hillary were were to have won this election, these people were so terrified of a Donald Trump that they they wouldn't let it go. They would have still been talking about Donald Trump to this day. But then again, I think if Trump would have not won, he would have definitely ran again 2020. And I think because Trump running again at that time, if he had lost 2016, run in 2020, he might have won. He might have won. I'm calming down a little bit. <laughs> Joining us now is a very funny woman who, who you've loved to, uh, watching her in movies like Sister Act, Hocus Pocus, and on the Emmy-winning comedy Veep, which is a terrific show. Please welcome Kathy the Jimmy. <laughs> So uh, let's go to Sushin in uh, Times Square. 
Yes, well, it certainly has been an emotional. You know, like any any show that when people come out, they got to play some like shitty ass, like, I don't know, like, they got to play some like really like bullshit, like talk show host music, like back when like Jay Leno, I was never a fan of Jay Leno. I was never a fan of David Letterman. I was never a fan of any of these night show people. And I'm going to tell you why. They have the easiest job in the world. Most of them aren't funny. I don't care what you say. Jay Leno is not funny to me. And it's not because of his race. I think Will Ferrell is hilarious. I think Will Ferrell is hilarious. I think a lot of white comedians are hilarious. Some of my favorite comedians happen to be white. So I'm not, I'm not going that route with it. But... These people, including Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, they Jimmy Jimmy Fallon used to be funny. Jimmy Kimmel used to be funny until they got tied into the political whirlwind, the uh, Democratic whirlwind. Um, it's like a Democratic desert storm. It's like these people had no choice but align with, you know, the powers that be in order to make their movies or to make their shows popular. And by doing so, their shows, for some reason, are popular. Look at Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart, a blue-blooded liberal, the worst of the worst, because he's a perpetual line stepper. He's like Stephen Colbert. They're all in the same, they're all in the same league, right? D-level, C-level comedians. Sometimes they say things funny. Most of the time, especially within the past four to six years, it's been just these people have been nosediving. Their ratings have been faultless, just going through the fucking just going through the basement floor, going through the foundation. It's just all the way downhill for these people. They're no longer funny. They only talk about like these snarky political jokes about Donald Trump. Um, You have Jon Stewart, who allegedly got kicked out or or lost his job for Apple because he was making fun of Joe Biden. And apparently if you're a night, if you're like a night show host, the one thing you can't talk about is Joe Biden. Of course, we're going to let you talk about Trump. In fact, we'll give you some jokes that these fucking Z level, these, these Z level writers come up with the Trump derangement syndrome headquarters, which are these B level, these fucking Z level comedy joke writers. They're not funny people. They're the worst. And it's like, yo, how, how often do you see something so bizarre that you almost, you almost try not to acknowledge it? Like, yo, how many of these like so-called, you know, comedians and like, nice show talk show how many of these people do we need like are they even useful at this point you know an average content creator at this point right an average content creator at this point probably has more views than a night show talk show a night show slash talk show without a doubt probably has less viewership than a high level content creator on YouTube 
roller coaster here. I mean, you can really feel it within the audience as I'm sitting here in Times Square. It's pretty quiet. This is the quietest Times Square has been all night, certainly that I've ever seen it with as many people here. Good. As the race tightens, um, I think a lot of people are feeling emotion. We've seen tears here. A woman was crying here, really, really upset. <laughs> a mother and daughter uh, drove all the way from Ohio, and the mom said she's actually having stomach pains. Um, <laughs> God, I love it. I love it all, man. I love it. And and I think that people are really having an emotional gut check to this. You Good. certainly feel it here. It's just very quiet, um, very sort of somber, and, and people are waiting for the results. Back to you okay, guys in the studio. Thank you. Thank you. We're kind of like in a, the 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 air is out of the the balloon. Yes. He just won Utah too. Yes. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to take you. Was, we're showing an electoral college map that looks not at all like what we expected coming in. So it's going to be a long night. It's a, it's it's going to be a scary time for us. I believe right now in this country, but you know, what can we what can I say? I'm disappointed that things are not going the way I wanted them to go. Oh. Oh. Not Joy Behar. Things not going the way that you wanted them to go. That's too bad. Better get used to it. 2024. You know what I mean? You already know what time it is. Together as a country. We'll see what he does. Again, I am a free agent. I have my own brain. Uh, with 30 seconds left to go, um, Trump, ABC Trump, News is Trump. What did you just say to me in my ear? Yes, ABC News is projected. Oh, boy. Trump. He took Florida. Florida. It's uh, over. Thanks for watching the new live election night. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. And we all knew what happened at that point. I was happy to see people I dislike so upset, you know, and then secretly I was celebrating Trump winning. I never thought about it like that because there were so many people that I just were tired of hearing like, oh, well, when Hillary comes in, it's going to be a different view. We're going to have a different country and a different world. Yeah. Okay. Bitch, you out of here. You done. Eliminated. <laughs> Eliminated. Fuck out of here. Okay, you have been denied not only by men, of course, men, you know, any any man that supports Hillary is not only a beta male, but he's a fucking peon. He's a peasant. He's a lowlife. He deserves to be chained up to a barbed wire fence. All right. Like that's type of shit. Like for real. Seriously. What the fuck are these men thinking? Oh, well, we got to get Hillary and Obama. I mean, not Obama. Well, Obama really did fuck up the country. But Trump's going to fuck up the country and Trump's going to have us at war. All lies. Propaganda. Right. Segment one done. We got another segment to go. It's 1141 a.m. Y'all stay tuned. More shit coming up. Be right back. To be continued. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black.
Alright. Segment two, man. Fuck that. Segment two. Alright. Continuing this episode. Politically charged episode. Y'all niggas already know it's, it's, it's 2024. I'm going hard 2024. I celebrated President's Day Monday. I only celebrated one president. Technically, I mentioned two other presidents. Two very... For a black, for an American black, right? And Barack Obama was not one of those presidents, by the way. That's a spoiler alert. Um, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Donald Trump, right? That's like presidents right there. My favorite presidents down the line. You know what I mean? Um... Very politically charged episode. We started off Tommy Sotomayor um, on Fox with Jesse Waters, of all people. Interesting segment. Um, Sotomayor was talking about how the blacks are not siding with Joe Biden. And, um, you know, a lot of the black Trump support uh, niggas for Trump, for example, that's just a prime example there are there is a group of American blacks. We don't use African American over here. I've never heard of that shit before in my life. American blacks in Atlanta, American blacks in New York, American blacks in Detroit, American blacks in Los Angeles are supporting Trump, right? Not a secret. They've been trying to cover it up. They've been trying to sort of fake the funk for a while, but it ain't working. And it's getting messy nowadays. Now we have people that would originally align themselves to the left. We went from Joy Behar to now Joe Rogan, who pretty much goes postal on the woke left. Now, the term woke, let's get into that. I have, I have that. I have, a, I have woke tattooed on me. <clears throat> I think I've told this story before, but I have a I have a pyramid with an all-seeing eye, and underneath it I have it I have the term woke on there. I have to get it fixed up now that I look at it. Um and during that time when to say that you're woke, it's an understanding, or in my opinion, it's a simple concept of understanding what's going on. The idea of being awake or woke simply it's a simple it's a simple um, translation of conscious. So to be conscious or to be of consciousness to an extent is to be woke. There is no such thing as a politically woke anything. Because politics is not woke. Um, for conservatives and for Republicans, there's more based politicians who are more sort of concrete, who are more sort of close to everyone around them rather than sort of the rich and successful politician who's miles away from people. You know, people that individuals can't reach out to, people that individuals can't speak to directly, right? Are people who are felt to believe that they're too low in a position to reach out to these uh, to these you know political 
parties and these politicians as if they're celebrities. But we got Joe Rogan um, going in on the woke left. Now, the woke identity, the woke become a when the woke agenda became an identity. That's when, in my opinion, woke became completely hijacked by the liberals and the left. Um, Woke was hijacked by feminism. Woke was hijacked by lesbianism. Um, Woke was hijacked by um, uh, homosexualism. You know, I mean, it was it was it was hijacked by those groups and then the multi pronouns and then the multiracial, then the diversity groups all decided to take the term woke. So now people who once used the term woke, and like I said, I have a tattoo that says that has woke on it. I don't it's not that I dislike the tattoo. I actually like the the pyramid and the all seeing eye because I have a personal uh, belief towards that symbolism rather than other people who believe like, you know, Satanism and all that fucking weird shit. And all these niggas listen to music that promotes Satanism. And they'll try to point out symbolisms. Like, you niggas are already brainwashed. What the? Tweaking. But when woke became an identity and when woke became a fashion of a political party, a certain political party, Democrats, that's when it became just complete horseshit. So you have people, like I said, uh, Joe Rogan, who had once aligned himself with the left in terms of being more, but not... I think his idea of the left, in my opinion, happens to be a little bit more libertarian, I guess, the classical liberal than your typical liberal today. But even people like him are going, hey, this woke shit is too much. You know, 10 minutes and five seconds. Let's see what Joe Rogan has to say. All right. What about a war on the things that suck about America? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, that's what I mean. That's what happened in in America in the nineteen twenties. There was the New Deal, the Social Security Act, the GI Bill. They pumped loads of money into fixing America after the the Great Depression, and it worked. Like there, there was a whole era in America. They called it the Great Compression because it was a compression between the gap between the rich and the poor, and that was the era in which. A, a, an ordinary American person with a, without a college degree could could have a house and a car and a vacation every year and a wife at home raising the children. Yeah, that's and, how it can know. work without socialism. Joe Rogan recently has been on fire when it comes to exposing the woke left, and he is not slowing down anytime soon. As you can see, this tweet on the screen right here, it says, Joe Rogan asking the right question after the Senate passed a $95 billion funding bill for foreign wars in the dead of the night. What about a war on things that suck in America? says Joe Rogan on this Joe Rogan Experience podcast clip. And like I said earlier, man, Joe Rogan's been absolutely on fire. I think for a while he was kind of riding the fence, not wanting to completely take a stand against either side or for either side. But nowadays it's just very obvious which side is. I don't want to say the good guys and the bad guys because even the side that Joe Rogan's going towards. Let's face it. Even if you would want to. And this is the problem with a lot of people who are sort of center, right? You could be center in which in most political issues outside of views, I would put myself centered. But I do have conservative views and opinions about certain things. Abortion, for example. Um, sex, not having not not having kids out of wedlock. 
things like that are things that I naturally have. That's my natural opinion about. Right. And I feel that's naturally conservative. But I'm not going to say one side's good and one side's bad, but it kind of it's being designed like that. If, if I'm being, if I'm to be perfectly honest, all the people who saw Trump as this villain 2016, he was the misogynist. He was grabbing women by the pussy. He was doing this. He was doing that. Right. Don't y'all understand, like, in the long run, what actually took place? Like, don't you understand that Hillary was the one that was doing all the vicious, malicious shit? Very similar, by the way, to... um, I would have to say very similar to how Biden got in, right? Biden got in by vilifying Trump. So everybody looked at Trump again as the bad guy. But then certain people realized and woke up and said, hey, um, Trump really ain't all that bad compared to Hillary. Or when Biden is in office now, people say, well, wait, Trump wasn't as bad as Biden when it came to economics, um, when it came to common sense, when it came to actually getting things done and not stumbling, not fumbling. Right. Not being able to read a teleprompter like these guys are fools, man. This, this is sick. It's just, it really is. It's disgusting. There are some bad guys out there, but it definitely is the better side when you really break it down. You know, there's obviously a very, very evil side and then a lot less evil side of things with some evil sprinkled in here and there. But let's check out this Joe Rogan podcast clip right here from the Citizen Free Press. Let's check out what Joe Rogan has to say in this clip and also have another clip of Joe Rogan just absolutely destroying the woke left. Let's check this out. So they just last night in the middle of the night passed some new Ukraine bill, Mm -hmm. like in the middle of the night. I didn't know that. They passed some bill. It's like. How much is it, Jamie? Ninety-five billion. Ninety-five billion. Wow, plenty of money. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Imagine what they could have done with the money that they've already pumped into Ukraine, just mm-hmm. in the inner cities of this country. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if there was. We said there's a war on crime and poverty and despair. This is our new war. Instead of a war on drugs, instead of a war on foreign countries, you know. I mean, we could damn near build the utopia. Like we could, we could literally have like. Dubai like infrastructure, like Dubai like structures with with their buildings, and we could literally have a, like damn near a utopia because it's not just ninety five billion that's going to Ukraine. There's billions and billions of more dollars that has already been there and a billion. But we know now that that's kind of like a part of the ordeal <clears throat> that Biden kind of had with um, the Ukraine back when he was vice president. Um, there were some records that indicated this. I don't want to give out false statements, but there are records that indicated that Biden allegedly had, you know, dealings with the Ukraine back when he was vice president with with Obama. Conversations have been leaked, allegedly. That's been people arguing that the big guy, the person that is called the big guy is actually Biden. And, you know, he was doing dealings with China and the Ukraine behind the scenes. This is treason. This is treason. This is no other way to put it. Like, I don't know why people are bugged out when somebody says it flat out. Like, yeah, this is treason. Y'all try to get Trump connected to Russia just because Trump fucked with Putin. Y'all niggas is shot out. Meanwhile, uh, Gavin Newsom let China niggas come in and they cleaned up the whole city for them. 
rolled out the red carpet billions of more that will be sent there in the future so imagine if you take all of that money that's been sent in the past that joe rogan is saying is being sent currently in the dead of the night and that will be sent in the future imagine if we took all that money and we just spent it internally on things that matter to america like joe rogan is saying man i can't agree more i just couldn't agree more Qu- questionable origins of how this conflict started what about a war on the things that suck about america yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's that, that's what i mean that's what happened in in america in the 1920s there was the new deal the social security Act, the gi bill they pumped loads of money into fixing america after the the great depression and it worked like there, there was a whole era in america they called it the great compression because it was a compression between the gap between the rich and the poor and that was the era in which a, a, an ordinary American person with a, without a college degree could could have a house and a car and a vacation every year and a wife at home raising the children. Yeah, that's and, how it can know, work without socialism. Yeah. Like, everybody rise up. Yeah. Not, not fucking take all the money away from the <laughs> successful people. Yeah. You can rise up too, but we have to figure out a way to fix these problems that have existed forever in this country yeah. that get no attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just at, at a certain point, like, one of my favorite stories of this year, this year was when Gigi... I think, and this is just a weird theory, in my opinion, that I'm coming up with. I think in order to fix any country, you would actually have to fix the poverty problem first. And I don't mean more welfare, more free money. I mean a solid opportunity for all these people to possibly get the equal opportunities that everybody else has or the equal, um, I, I would say... I would say more or less the equal. I'm trying to say it without pretty much stating giving people shit, but I'm saying like to fix a country, you would actually have to fix the problem with the poor, the rich are rich by making sure the people who are at the bottom get an opportunity to at least see what the middle class is like, at least, or pretty much a country without even a poverty line, which I don't, I don't believe it's impossible. I mean, let's be honest. We're giving out money to the fucking Ukraine. How many of you people know anybody who's Ukrainian? I know Russians. I don't know Ukrainians. If I'm going by logic, then I'm fucking with Russia. I know Russians. Why would I want why would I want Russia to to get bombed and get fucked over? You know what I mean? I know the Russians, I know the history of Russians back from World War II. You know, these were fighters. And not an enemy that America wants to have. You know what I mean? But we we out here dumping money to other countries. We couldn't put money back in, you know. Uh, more facilities for the homeless. You know, this time around, these niggas is freezing outside. They're freezing to death, right? Nobody nobody puts care and consideration into those people. But here we got other people because your president tells you that we should care more about another fucking country. You dumb, senseless dickheads go out there and support it. Now, you know, Zelensky, whatever his fucking name is, he's dealing with white nationalists. And I'm going to continue to put that out there because Putin was one of the first people to put it out there in American uh, in an American platform. Shout out to Tucker Carlson for going out there and providing that. 
Zelensky, these niggas all got white. They all got white nationalists. They're they're associated with white supremacists, actual white supremacists. But we're supporting and giving money to those people. What are we doing? Does anybody sit back and go, wait, and for you black people that support Ukraine, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves because y'all don't know shit. Y'all know history. Okay, y'all just don't understand it. And then when a nigga tries to break it down to you, you don't want to listen. But y'all come back. Y'all always come back, right? Oh, this nigga's crazy until I'm correct. <laughs> of course, the person who's the most truthful, the person who's the most truthful in a time of deception will always be looked at as the lunatic. That's always been that's always been a thing. Look back with Einstein. He was coming up with shit that niggas didn't even know what the fuck was. Like, yo, this nigga's speaking a foreign language. We don't know this nigga. This nigga's a lunatic. He's crazy. We're talking about Albert Einstein. This is how people looked at Albert Einstein, for Christ's sakes. All right? Think about how they looked at Christ. What the fuck? We'll use, we'll use Jesus. You know, the original charismatic figure that is Christ, right? The king of kings, right? All right. So this nigga, the Jews wanted this nigga took it out, executed. Go fucking figure. Healing the sick. Um, healing leprosy. I believe that was in the Bible. I forgot what, what book that was in. Right? Doing all the things that the Jews didn't want him to do. Because the Jews did it, he was doing it on the Sabbath. And the way that they looked at it is they didn't want people to heal. Because, you know, these niggas was haters. The Jews back in the day, they was hating on Christ. I'm not talking about the righteous Jews, but I'm saying the, the Jews, like the synagogue of Satan, that was written in the Bible, those niggas, all right? When you have that ability to reach out to a certain people, in a certain way that other people can't figure out. The one thing they're going to say is you're crazy. You're unhinged. They'll use every they'll use every term, especially if you're a man, you're toxic. You're a misogynist. Everything that they can use, they'll use. Right. And it's all it's like it's rules of the game. I'm cool with it. I don't really give a fuck. They can call me whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Um, just know that, you know, the people that do it, you know, just make sure it's at a distance. Cause if I catch these niggas personally, then we're going to have a different conversation. You know, it's not going to go the way you want it to go. You know what I mean? Like I said, that's why I put my shit. That's why I put myself out there. I don't give a fuck. <coughs> Cause realistically, all I do is go to work anyway. I don't bother people. When I go to work, I stay to myself. I don't even bother people at work. Right. I get my little windows of opportunity like I do now, right? It's twelve oh six now, right? I want to get about thirty more minutes in of content. But you know, I get my little opportunity, hour and thirty minutes, two hours here, be able to record before at work and during work at six fifteen, six thirty when I'm on break. And that's it, I'm good. Right. Niggas really don't have 
too much to talk about in terms of like what's actually going on. Like it's always, yo, these sneakers, you know, this big booty bitch, you know, this music that's coming out, this album, it's cool. Like I, I'm, I still, I still follow the culture, but I don't consider myself a part of it. I make music because I like to make music. You know what I mean? I don't make music to appease anybody but myself, realistically. You know what I mean? But when I started podcasting, I figured, hey, I have all this music that I've been making. I might as well incorporate it. You know, it's my shit. Ain't nobody can say, oh, that's copyright. Oh, no, suck a dick. That's me. That's all me. All this shit's me, right? Besides the content, fair use, by the way. You know, salute to the content creators. I didn't get a chance to really gather all the content. I know Fox, I think ABC was responsible for the Joy Behar clip. I got to find who's responsible for this clip. Bane came to San Francisco because when uh, San Francisco has this horrible homeless problem, it's really bad where they have tents everywhere. Mm. But when he came, they cleaned everything. They took everybody away. They don't know what nobody said nothing. They put up fences where they, wow. so they couldn't put the tents there anymore. They put up fences mm. in front of these buildings where the, they would camp out. They just took them all away. And then when Gigi. All right. Well, here's my problem. I'm not against that. See, here's a problem that places like San Francisco have <clears throat> and places like Los Angeles for that matter or places like New York City. Think about how how easy it is for a person to go homeless. If you live in Jersey, you may not know what it's like to live in Jer- or to live in New York. It's a whole different ballpark. The taxes are through the roof. Property is is expensive as fuck. A studio apartment, if you're lucky, like 1500 would be a luxury. There's no way you're getting like 2,200 regular studio apartment. So imagine the the average people who just didn't have the money or who just didn't have that enough to get by who ends up becoming homeless. And that's why if I see a person who's homeless, I try to help those people out because not to and people do this shit because they want to make themselves feel better. And I feel that that's the most narcissistic, toxic trait to ever have. These people that go out there and help people and they have to put it on camera to validate themselves doing it. These are the most evil people on planet Earth. Everybody else will look at it and go, oh, well, you know, he just wants to lead by example. I think that's all bullshit. I think it's all cope. These people are toxic, narcissistic demons, men, women, anybody who does this, go out there and help people and put it on camera. You people are worse than dictators and murderers, right? That's how disgusting and toxic you are. Um, When you help people out of consideration and you don't help people because you feel bad for them necessarily. And I know that sounds terrible to say, but it's not that you help people because you feel bad for them. You help people because you wouldn't want to be in that situation that they're in. And if you, God forbid, if you were in that situation, hopefully someone like you or someone better than you would help them out, would help would would help you out in that situation. You know what I'm saying? But for the people that do it for their own self-gratification, these people are devils, demons. I despise them. I hate them with a passion. May the Lord have mercy on my soul. I hate these people with a fucking passion. All right?
came through was all beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It literally sounds <laughs> yeah. like what we yeah. would say China would do. Yeah. I mean, we would make if we were gonna we were gonna make fun of a foreign country that we were in dispute with. We would say, yeah. And when we sent our leaders there, you know what they did? They fucking got rid of all the protesters. They everybody was protesting. They killed the protesters. They they took all the homeless people away. All the bums in the street urchins. <laughs> this we is what say, totalitarianism. Yeah, looks that's like. what totalitarianism yeah, looks yeah, like. That's yeah. what they did in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. It's just, but the people that live there are so in that cult. They're yeah. so in that left. Yeah, they could never, ever say that San Francisco is doing a bad thing, even though there's tons and tons of videos going viral left and right of people just walking into Walgreens and taking whatever the hell they want, not paying for it. And nobody's stopping them, you know, on their way out. They're just taking whatever they want and they're able to walk free. And I don't think they go to jail. And, you know, that's the best thing about it, because that always comes with consequences, too. Um, a lot of the people, mostly liberals, I think. They only look at the fact that, hey, these people don't have anything. They need this and that. And what's been going on is there's been so much theft. There's been so much theft going on in places like uh, Walgreens and places like Rite Aid um, and places like Walmart and these other places that stores nationally are closing down. Check out the episode that I did about Walmart's closing down. They closed down four just in the range of uh, Chicago alone last year. And all this happened, I believe, in a matter of two months. I don't think anybody tries to hunt them down to, to put them in jail or punish them in any way. It's just like, I think you can steal up to like $100 worth of stuff. And as long as it's under $100, then it's not, they, they don't they don't jail you. Or they don't even try to look for you or, or anything. They don't even arrest you. That just sounds like a, a shopping spree to me. <coughs> And think about what president we're under, right? Allow Trump to be in a situation like this where under Donald Trump, everybody's going crazy out of out of the George Floyd, outside of the George Floyd, outside of the COVID-19, the scandemic. Imagine this shit happening under Trump. <laughs> They would have been just completely foaming at the mouth, seething for the, the, the just outright decapitation of Donald Trump. But because Biden, you know, he's the one involved, you know, he's the head honcho this time around. Therefore, how I look at it, he has to take a level of responsibility. Do the Democrats hold him accountable? No. Oh. That's typical as well. I mean, this is all predictable bullshit right here. This is all predictable. It's like, what kind of world are we living in, man? Why are we giving $95 billion to Ukraine in the middle of the night when there's things like that going on in this country? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, we can say it over and over again. Like, I can say it. You guys have probably been thinking the same thing for the longest time, saying the same thing to your friends and family. You guys probably all agree. But what really needs to happen and what is starting to happen now is we need people like Joe Rogan, like Tim Pool, like Russell Brand and all these other guys. We need these people like Joe Rogan and people who go on Joe Rogan's podcast to speak out against these things, to speak out in favor of actually keeping this money internal, you know, being actually America first. There's not very many politicians, there's not very many people out there who actually are America first nowadays. Seems like Joe Rogan definitely is, even though he has some liberal values and he definitely is, you know, very liberal in some of his beliefs traditionally. 
at least at the very least he understands like why people are America first and he agrees with that ideology. He agrees like So this is the ultimate problem. Even with make America great again, America first. Because Donald Trump a Republican uses these statements, the left can't agree with him. And this is almost like the hidden rule if you think about it. People naturally want a, a person who lives in this country. You could be black. You could be Hispanic. You could be Asian American. It doesn't matter. You're an American, right? What does America first mean to you? Are you not an American? Were you not born in this country? Would you not get the benefits of everybody else if it's America first? Use common sense. The left are a bunch of lunatics at this point. So there is no common sense. So of course they're going to tie in making America great again to the Ku Klux Klan out of nowhere. I don't know how this shit even exists. I don't get it. But they they were able to use slavery just like they're able to use this promise of reparations, just like they're able to use all of this, you know, uh free free shit they want to give out to black people just to get the black vote. It doesn't make any sense at all to give hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine when San Francisco is in the state that it's in, when Los Angeles is in the state that it's in, when, you know, I don't know, places in, in Michigan or in the state that they're in. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Man. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm preaching to the choir. I know. Just cold. But they're mm. never going to go, hey, mm. this is not working. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah. matter how many fucking yeah. needles you have to jump over, yeah. how much human shits in the street. They'll keep voting the same way. Yeah. Yep, it's all what they voted for too, and they're going to go to other places because their place sucks that they voted for, and they're going to ruin those places as well. Ace <laughs> Rogan, deliver everything good and holy. Yes, a couple years late, kind of a thing with him. I think, like I said earlier, I think with Joe Rogan, he's not even just a couple years late. I think he was thinking this way a couple years ago. But I think Joe Rogan naturally, and I think it works. It works both ways, even with DJ academics, right? In academics. A lot of people like I, I heard this um, this little hit piece. They did a hit piece on academics, and it was just so bad because the people that did it they were they were obviously haters of academics. They didn't acknowledge anything good that he's done, which he's done a, a lot of good things in terms for the culture and in terms of having a base and, and an audience that's kind of been down and loyal with him when he was Twitch streaming. Then when he got on to Everyday Struggle and then when he went back on to Twitch and then now it's on Rumble, it's like, you know, he, he's he's done some accomplishments that a lot of people don't aren't willing to say because they're they're haters. But realistically, they're dick riders, too. So. He mentioned something like, oh, yeah, you know, DJ Academics is also a conservative. I'm like, wait, what? Uh huh. And come to find out. We went over this a couple of days ago. Uh, academics going scorch earth on Meek Mill and Charlemagne the God for being quote unquote democratic dick riders. I've heard that terminology several times by DJ Academics. And I was impressed. I was like, wow. It's not that I didn't have any idea. I kind of had like the war in Chirac. It's kind of like a clear it was kind of a clear indication like, okay, this guy, he's speaking more on a logical level. So naturally he would be looked at as more 
conservative or someone on the right, that's an easy reason to hate another black person if they're conservative. Because once again, it's the quintessential sellout that these black people believe in. But the drug dealer, the gang member, the whoremonger, right? Those people are the heroes. Those people aren't the ones selling out the community. It's the black man who's a free thinking black man. It's the black man who's a conservative black man. Those Negroes are the ones who are ostracized and called the Coons and Uncle Toms. And I guess in a way they are the Uncle Toms because they're the only people that are trying to rescue and wake these Negroes up. Right. Being that he has, you know, Joe Rogan has one of the largest podcasts in the world. He was kind of scared to take these strong stances before or not scared, but just hesitant. Um, and you can still see that with some things that he says and some stances that he has currently. He's scared to go all the way a little bit. You know, he's hesitant to go all the way. Now, I think he's kind of getting over that. And he's like, you know what? It's just it's hard for me to even act like I don't fully think this. So let me just be honest with y'all and tell y'all what it really is. And I really appreciate it. You know, Joe Rogan is one of the largest voices out there. So you have to you have to appreciate this and think that this is definitely him moving the needle. Oh, yeah. This is what I was trying to say with academics. And I was mentioning how like his sarcasm in the war in Chirac kind of resembled sort of a more conservative black way of thinking and speaking, right? Which I find to be hilarious. Um, He became a pariah in a lot of ways, but one of the big ways was him dealing with Rumble and the way that they promoted Rumble because of guys like Andrew Tate and a couple of other politically like right-leaning content creators that you couldn't even really consider them conservative, but they were more, of course, right-leaning, anti-woke, anti-liberal content creators. And I don't mean anti-liberal in general. I mean the woke left, anti-woke left agenda. Um, a lot of these people decided, hey, we need to go to a better platform that's you know not going to try to cancel us and suspend our accounts and terminate our accounts. So we'll we'll go on the rumble. Academics was one of the one of the people that went there, and because he's in a decent enough conversation with Andrew Tate, he did a, I think he did a couple of live streams with Tate before, if I'm not mistaken. Um. They've conversated before, easily associated, or can easily be affiliated or associated. So it's like guilty by association, right? We all know how that works. So they kind of targeted him as, oh, he's this black Trump supporter. And then he did a picture because he went to the UFC. He went to one of the UFC events, I think in Vegas. He went to the one in Vegas, I believe, and met up with Trump, took a picture with Trump and, you know. He's obviously a person who supports Trump, but even somebody like academics, he's at a position where he's in the hip hop world and he knows the hip hop world and hip hop media ain't really giving a fuck by default about a black man supporting Trump. Now, if a black man supports Biden, these people, ironically enough, even though they claim to be anti-political, they would be more acceptable to that sort of dialogue. They don't want to hear the true black radicals, uh, the true black, uh, the true black right um, that are against these uh, political scumbags, black, white, whoever on the left, not because of this natural opposition, but literally common sense versus absurdities 
um, two genders versus five different genders, 12 different pronouns, okay? People identifying as animals and uh, a, a, a fucking degree of society that sits back and allows it. It's absolutely appalling. It's disgusting, right? And any any white man that talks like this, you know, they'll get canceled. They'll, they'll cancel the white man. I don't give a shit. I ain't white, so I don't give a fuck. I'm black, all right? Shout out to my conservative whites out there and not the cookie cutter conservatives because you guys, like I said, man, you know, I'm, I'm very equal about this shit. I'm not like super, I'm not pro-political, but I would consider myself a politicalist. I would align with the right and I have a racist type of dislike for those on the left, respectfully, all right? in the right direction. He has one of the largest voices, one of the largest influences out there. So let's check out this other clip from the post-millennial. It says, Joe Rogan explains how propaganda has driven the left absolutely insane and says that it's all on purpose. Let's check this out, man. Like I said, Joe Rogan absolutely killing the game recently. It's, it's done purposely. And I think it's done, if you have enough stuff about like whatever the thing is, whether it's Black Lives Matter or whether it's Ukraine or whether it's Pal Free Palestine from the river to the sea. If you have enough of that online, it moves the needle. And the way I described it the other day, it's like if two ships are going in a certain direction. This is a ship where people logically work through things. And this is a ship that's adjusted by the algorithm, affected by the algorithm. Mm -hmm. It just moves that much over time. This is what we're seeing. So over time, you and I, who used to be on the left, are now like, where's the left? Where are you guys? You yeah. guys are so far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't even see you. Yeah, yeah. You're out of your mind. You're, you're, you're fucking chopping dicks off and, and giving little kids <laughs> yeah, yeah. hormone blockers. You have no idea what the long-term consequences are. You're ignoring the health risks. You won't even talk about the health risks. Yeah. You, you use things like... G gender affirming care. What are you saying? Yeah. What are you saying? You're talking about children. Yeah. Why are you just accepting this? Because it, it's a, it's a, it's a very like weird like. I don't know. Like, I don't listen. I never listened to Joe Rogan like that. But I do remember. I do remember listening to him a lot when uh, Joey Diaz. <coughs> when Joey Diaz used to. Uh, be on there a lot with him because I was always a fan of Joey Diaz. That nigga's hilarious, bro. Shout out to Joey Diaz. Uh, what is he, Cuban? I think he's Cuban. Um, yeah, that nigga's hilarious. But um, I, I find it interesting. There's a lot of situations that I remember about Joe Rogan that kind of left me on the fence. One of those things were the Anthony Cumia situation where for people who know who Anthony Cumia is part of the legendary infamous, but also famous, uh, Opie and Anthony, um, radio, which was a big influence that Joe Rogan said later on to him doing his podcast. But when Anthony Cumia got himself in a situation where he was in Times Square uh, with his camera, taking pictures of shit, I think 2.30 or 1.30 in the morning, whatever. And some black woman had got caught in one of the shots. And I guess she thought that he was just stalking her or some shit like that. So she got very physical, started hitting him and all this other shit. Keep in mind, Anthony Cumia had a gun on him at that night. He could have he smoked the bitch. Simple. Could have smoked her. 
He could have smoked her, but he didn't. And when he got back to his apartment, he ranted about the situation. And the woman who did it so happened to be black. So he mentioned the fact that she was a black bitch that did it. But because he's white, they try to cancel him. They wanted Anthony Cumia to go on an apology tour and apologize for shit that he doesn't feel he should apologize for. And guess what? I don't care what race he is. I agree with him. God forbid if I was a white man. Thank God that I'm not. No disrespect. What the? God forbid that I was a white man, right? And a bunch of niggas beat me the fuck up. You know I'm talking some racist shit. Fuck that. Bunch of porch monkeys, right? <laughs> That's how I would've been talking. Bunch of fucking porch monkeys. <laughs> Done beat me the fuck up. What the? I gotta call the police. That's how white people. I'm about to call the police. I'm suing these niggas. You gonna put them black boys under a jail, okay? You know what I mean? God forbid. But yeah, Anthony Cumia kind of went on on a, off on a rant. Even as a black person, I completely, I, I completely understand it. You know what I'm saying? I completely understand what he was talking about <coughs> in his rant. Do I consider him a racist? No, I don't. I don't consider him a racist. I don't know why people. I don't know why black people feel the need to do that. I find it. I find it to be very disrespectful and disingenuous to call a white person a racist that you don't know. Right. Because they say something that offends you or they say something that you strongly disagree with. You can just go out there, point at a white person and say that they're a racist. And because a lot of these white liberals are weak and they got white guilt and they and they shake like dogs and they're like la they're like lap dogs, especially during election time. They're all about the black voice when it comes to election time. There's going to be a hell of a lot of uh, a hell of a lot of tap dancing going on. A lot of cutting a rug, a lot of shucking and fucking jiving. There's no other way to put it. I'm actually going to save that other clip for later on tonight. So what I'm going to do is, because it's already 1230, what I'm going to do is go to my episodes here. Yeah, I think that will, I don't know what I'll do though. I may, I may just talk about the cheating story later on though. I don't know. Depends what time I have. I know... The Rita Panahi thing, I can save that for tomorrow. So I can definitely save um, some content here. All right, I think I'll be good tonight because I'm going to remove that again. I think I have to get the Adam 22 shit. Um, where is this at? I have to piss really bad too. Uh, where is this shit at? What the? Tweaking. Uh, yeah, I'll just go through those two. 
Yeah, I'll have something set up tonight. It's actually 12.30 right now. We went through a pretty good portion of <clears throat> politically charged, politically based content um, for this politically charged, politically based podcast, The Crash Out Coliseum. We don't just talk about, you know, coon shit, all right? We do point out the coon shit, though. We don't talk about it as much, but we do point it out. Because it's always, and shout out to Tyreek Nasheed, shout out to the, uh, you know, the foundational black Americans. But there's always niggas out there shucking and jiving, cutting the rug for butter biscuits, right? There's always niggas out there willing to tap dance for the Democratic Party and shuck and jive for butter biscuits. All right. They're out here doing the Charleston. They're out here doing, you know, um, I couldn't even come up with the stinky leg, the Laffy Taffy. These niggas out here moonwalking for butter biscuits for the Democratic Party, for the Democratic plantation. Right. They're really out here. The electric slide. They're out here doing the electric slide. They're doing the thriller. They're doing the thriller fucking choreographed thriller dance for the Democratic Party. These niggas out here really shucking and jiving. All right. You know it. I know it. And then you're going to find more Negroes. It's going to be like, it's going to be overnight. Watch. More black celebrities going to come out of nowhere saying, yeah, I think I'm voting for Trump. Nobody at this point is even surprised. Even with 50 Cent, I'm like, why is this even in the media? Why is this in the news? Like, people knew that 50 Cent supported Trump. Or at least liked Trump. May not supported him necessarily as president. And people got to remember... There's celebrities that were dick riding Trump before he became president. They were only told by the establishment to not support him when he became president. Okay, that's that's something to think about. I say this to say how many people, how many celebrities do you think Trump actually has? Who supports him, but he knows that they know that they can't support him like that. Meaning, the people that's responsible for paying these celebrities, oh, they're very biased. They, they, you, you can kind of guess who they want in power, and it ain't Trump. The foreign powers. The people that are pretty much dealing with Biden behind the scenes. Who do you think they want in power in this country? It damn sure ain't Trump. Trump coming in, he's shutting everything down. And I can't wait. I can't wait until the liberal meltdown 2.0 becomes official. The liberal meltdown of 2024. Just the complete, utter breakdown of modern women knowing that their, their self-proclaimed dictator is back in power, Donald Trump. The woman who is in the middle of the street yelling off the top of her lungs, it's going to be multiplied by thousands. And it is going to be out in the middle of the street. And hopefully trucks, like, to, like you know, big time, you know, big boys, like just come wailing down the street. And if they don't move out the way, then, you know, that's that. Hopefully, you know, I'm being facetious, of course. Wink, wink. Right. 
1234. I got about a good hour and change to charge the rest of this phone. I've been charging this phone, but I've been charging it in this fucking stupid car that doesn't really charge like that. So let me just take that off the charger. Getting ready to wrap things up. Shorter than two hours. Actually, I think this will be just about two hours, actually. I think I did like an hour and eight minutes the last recording. Yes, I did. So this is about two hours, right? Okay. Two hours of that political power. And um, the Crash Out Coliseum. I'm Jersey Judah. Signing out. Y'all check out the episode later on. I'm going to share this episode before I go to work. So at least I'll have something for y'all. And then break time. Hopefully I'll have the same routine that I had last night, but I doubt it. So if that's the case, what I do tonight, you guys may hear tonight later on, or you guys may hear tomorrow morning. But until next time, signing out. Peace.